Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Chefs Network. The call-in number is 929-477-2759. With you for the next 58 minutes to talk some NFL football. Who knows? Might even get into some other uh, football talk, but who knows? We, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Mr. Sirius, I locked him away. He, he really got on my nerves this week, so I told him you're on punishment. I'm taking over the show. I'll bring him in when I feel like it. Uh, he doesn't get to talk today. Um, but I got other people on my side. I'll bring them in in a minute. I really want to get this out first. Um, uh, condolences to the big homie, TP Timeless, the head of Honcho, the boss man, uh, had a, a death in the family. So I definitely want to give him a shout-out, and uh, our prayers are with him. Uh, we love you. Uh, if you need anything, you know you know, how, you know who to call. The Jordan family loves you, man. So, um, you know, it's, it's a tough time. Um, around the anniversary time, but I definitely want to get that out before I forget. Um, TP Timeless, we're, we're thinking about you, brother. But I got my uh, co- my other co-host in the building from the, the 203, Mr. Anthony. Anthony, what's going on, my big brother? Villain, how are you this evening, sir? I am. I'm better. I'm better. <laughs> uh, you know, it was a it was a rough couple of days, but uh, you know, now that I got it out. Uh, you know, everything's, you know, everything. It is what we, we are who we are, you know, that we, <laughs> you know, and we let them off the hook though. You know, we, we are who we are. So how are you feeling, Anthony? Uh, you know, I was saying the same thing. And then every time I go on Twitter and I learn more and more and see more and more film from Sunday, I just get angry all over again. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> completely away which is much easier said than done <laughs> exactly you, you, you want to stay away but you know it's you can't and it's it's tough it's tough um you know god i mean you know that's all you can that's all i can say it's like you know um, it, 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 
you, the more you peel back the onion, the more you realize just how poorly things are being run in this organization right now. Uh, you know, just the nepotism, the being behind the times. And then you look at a superstar like Saquon Barkley, and I'm seeing film of him dropping easy balls, um, mm-hmm. you know, clearly not confident in that ankle, clearly not attacking the holes, whatever holes there may be, as few and far between there are. are. It, it's just no matter where you look, there's, there's no positives on the offensive side of the ball, just none. I mean, there's, there's, and then you hear the coaches and their coach speak and them trying to sugarcoat everything. Um, Joe Judge's comments, how tone deaf they were after that game. It was just remarkable to me. And, and yeah, I tweeted I this too. Like, but mm-hmm. shame on me. I mean, I was so duped by this guy, as I'm sure a lot of people right. feel. I will never again judge a coach in an introductory press conference ever again because I was so excited about this guy. When I first heard him speak, I was like, this is the guy, right? This could be the next Bill Parcells. And I couldn't right. have been more wrong about that. <laughs> that just makes it hurt even more. I mean, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I, I, I wanted to get try to put a uniform on and get out there and play for the Giants after that uh, That's how I felt. introductory like, wow, uh, how press conference. be motivated playing for this guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, and it's a joke. I mean, um, I mean, we'll get into it. I, I, I don't. I, listen, we'll be on our soapbox, and we got to do our thing. Um, you know, <laughs> we got to talk about our, our pathetic Giants, but I definitely want to shine on, on, you know, actually meaningful football. Um, but I'll, I'll run, listen really quickly. I'll run through some um, some news and notes from on the league. Uh, a couple players uh, landing on the on the COVID list. And uh, Joku from uh, the Browns. Um, you know, uh, Keenan Allen is a big name that's on the uh, COVID list right now for the Chargers uh, heading into the Giants game. Not like it's going to matter. Uh, <laughs> um, the Ravens actually lost uh, their their others. They lost their first corner in, in uh, Peters, and now they lost their other corner in Humphrey um, for the rest of the season. Uh, Marlon Humphrey was uh, injured due to a torn pectoral muscle in that uh, – in that game on Sunday, uh, which actually turned out to be a very interesting game. Um, you know, um, what's on, ironic to me is uh, Fitzmagic uh, is finally having season-ending surgery. Uh, I, I think they were hopeful that he could come back uh, for the Washington football team. Doesn't look like he's going to make it out there. Um, and, and, and one other note um, that I saw today, um, the, the star defensive end for the Oregon Ducks, uh, Kavion uh, Thibodeau is not going to play in the bowl game, which is a trend that's kind of going around in the college ranks. He's declaring for the NFL draft, so he's skipping the bowl game, going to make himself available for the NFL draft, uh, a very high lottery pick uh, indeed. Probably one of the best, if not the best, defensive ends, which is kind of arguable um, between Thibodeau and um, what is it, Hutchinson, Hutchinson from uh, Michigan. you got two really good uh defensive end so um but i mean any out of both all those notes or any other notes i might have missed uh anthony um did you have any feedback on what what's been going on in the, the, the news world of the nfl well when i saw the fitzpatrick news i was like wow he must i don't know if any player in nfl history was ever paid more for one quarter of play than ryan fitzpatrick was <laughs> if you remember he got injured in in quarter number one in week one so uh 
he's he's sitting right. pretty right now. Thankfully for WFT, it was a one-year deal, so they're not locked into mm-hmm. to paying him any more than this. But wow, I mean, and and you could see that we we might have just seen Ryan Fitzpatrick's last game in the NFL. I mean, he's 39 years old, um, right. got an injury history, and um, you know who knows <laughs> could be seeing him on. Uh, one of these uh, NFL shows a year from now or on ESPN or something as an analyst, because uh, <laughs> that's what they all tend to do after they retire. So it means to be seen what's right. going on there, but yeah, I mean, it's, um, I know giants Twitter has been blowing up about Hutchinson. You mentioned Hutchinson uh, from Michigan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'm really happy for Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan program. I mean, they were sure. sold a bag of goods for several years now about Jim Harbaugh, obviously a Michigan alum himself, was a very good quarterback for them and, and, and in the NFL. So I'm, I'm actually happy for Jim Harbaugh. You know, he kind of fl- flies under the radar, lives in the shadow of his older brother. His older brother obviously has a much more magnetic personality and gets a lot of attention with Baltimore, rightfully so. He's a good coach also. But I'm happy for mm-hmm. Jim Harbaugh. I mean, he's been beleaguered. He's been maligned. A lot of people were saying that, you know, his program was going to fail out there. And uh, to see him in the college football playoffs, is was really, uh, you know, really awesome to see. I was really happy for him, and I'm rooting for him. I'm and you know sure what's really playing. a good story too, um, Anthony, is the not only the fact that he won the the Ohio State game to get to the championship, and then eventually mm-hmm. won that game handily against Iowa, who's a fraud. I, anybody that I that I talk to about <laughs> Iowa, I know that that program's a fraud. They, the feel good story play. out of that, yeah, they do. The feel-good story out of that is not only did he finally get the monkey off his back, uh, a la Steve Young, but um, he gets a bonus check, right? So it was a uh, $500,000 for getting to the championship game, another five hundred for winning the Big Ten, and then I think another one kicks in for getting into the playoffs or something like that. I, I, gotta, I think I'm misremembering a little bit, but he's donating that to all the, you know, athletic staff and everything, that, everyone at Michigan that was furloughed and lost their job. Um, so I, I, when I heard that, I was like, you know what, that's a stand-up move right there because a lot of these coaches, especially in the college ranks, get paid a lot of money. Um, and a lot of these guys basically own the town. They don't have to pay for anything around there. So it's not like he really – I mean, I don't know his financial situation. I'll never know that. But, like um, – he felt like he, other people need it more than he did, and I, 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 I applaud him for that. Yeah, absolutely. Very philanthropic of him, and and on the football side, let's not forget he was successful in the NFL too as coach of the Niners, sure. took him to the Super Bowl. You no, know, he lost to his brother, and you know it's just another one of those examples where I feel like he doesn't get the respect he deserves. He kind of gotten forgot about once he went to Michigan, and you know we kind of feel like we've erased that from history but it wasn't all that long ago eight years ago nine years ago he was in that Super mm-hmm. Bowl against the Ravens and the Niners had a real shot I think if memory serves it came down to one of the last plays of the game they were right in it and had a chance to win it right so uh you know he really elevated that Niners franchise after years of ineptitude out in San Francisco so he deserves a lot of credit for that and for resurrecting this Michigan program and, you know, the narrative was always he couldn't win the big game. He couldn't beat Ohio State. So far this yep. year, he's, he's slayed all those demons. And now he's just got two more uh, demons to slay if he could do it, win two more games. And I'm really rooting for yeah, him. And it, I mean, that's, that's, 
It's going to be a tough road. I mean, Georgia, I don't know about Georgia. I think Georgia's kind of a fraud, too. Um, their, their schedule, when you look at it, they didn't beat a lot of really good teams uh, to have that top defense. Once they played the big boy Alabama, um, they couldn't get it done. Aren't they like, Yeah. I mean, it, 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 you know, it, it's kind of like I, – I, it's funny. I was looking on Twitter, and, one, and, and after, I was watching the game, and after the game – uh, one of the announcers, you know, quoted Ric Flair, um, to be the man, you got to beat the man. But I went back to another Ric Flair quote after he won the – when he came from WCW to WWF, at the time WWF, and he said, pay homage to the man. Like, you got to pay homage <laughs> to Nick Saban because that is he, – he's one of the greatest college coaches ever. I mean, I I don't care. I, I know there's a lot of great coaches um, that, you know, Bo Schimbleckler – um, you know, Osborne, uh, all income. there's a lot of great coaches that you run down the line, but Nick Saban, <laughs> pay homage well, to the man. And, and like, you know, he's a, he, he's a rare success story from the Belichick coaching tree, right? So they, right. they coached together in the early to mid-90s in Cleveland. That's where Nick Saban got mm-hmm. his start. Bill Belichick was the head coach there, and Nick Saban was on his staff. I want to say Nick Saban – I can't remember if he was the coordinator of the offense or the defense, but he was an integral part of the I think it was the defense. He's a defensive backs coach. Got it. Okay. And so, you know, it's interesting. You know, he he is the Bill Belichick of college football. Absolutely. (laughs) Like Nick Saban tried to find his way in Miami in the NFL, realized, you know, wasn't a good fit, realized he was better off back in college. And, you know, you really you have Bill Belichick is the goat of all goats when it comes to coaching in the NFL, and and Nick Saban is his equivalent in college. Really interesting to see because they both uh, got their coaching starts together in the NFL. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. They, they always seem to have an answer. They always seem to have yeah. a plan. They always seem to be more prepared than the opponent yes. and and are able to attack their weaknesses. Whatever you do well, they just take it away. And, and they know more about you than you know about yourself. That's how well prepared right. they are. It's it's a clinic. It's amazing. And Kirby Smart is a hell of a coach, but he just can't he can't he beat his mentor. He can't beat Saban. And um and real quick, and I'll move off of this because I love talking about this this time of year. But um, is it, did you? There's a great um, special with Saban and Belichick talking. I, I think it's on through NFL Network. Just listen to those two talk football. And the respect that they have, you know, it, it's it's going to be a great, it's going to be great. I, I can't wait to watch it. Um, but I, I definitely want to get into some NFL headlines. So let me, I, I'll bring them out of punishment. I'll bring in the man himself, Mr. Sirius, Aaron Simmons. Sirius, what's going on? You know, man, what's going on, gentlemen? It's such a pleasure to be here <laughs> on my own show. Like, how you going to put the <laughs> man of punishment be like, <laughs> come on now, what's going on, folks? How we doing this evening? That's, that's like getting fired uh, on No, we're off. good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, smoke. get fired smoke on my day off? Like. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you stealing boxes for? You trying to build a clubhouse? Right, man. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's all good, man. Um, you know, we're just getting into some news. I love talking college football, and me and Sarah don't really get to talk a lot of college football together. But um, 
Uh, so I, d- I definitely want to, you know, we got, Nick, Nick Saban, like I said, you got to pay homage to the man, uh, g- give him his props. But you know, I want to get into some. Talk college go ahead, football go ahead. because we don't talk college football because I'm a Penn State fan and you are mm-hmm. a no name fan and we ain't on the same level. Florida State, you know Florida State. So I, I said what I said. I, I'm a Penn State fan. <laughs> we compete for bowling championships and you compete for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Thank so you. that's why we call it. I, 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 I do have a lot of respect for you. I, I do respect for you. You know what I'm saying? Because our friendship and our brotherhood is so strong, I don't want you crying <laughs> on air. So we we don't do that for you. <laughs> it's all good, man. Listen, I I I, I don't have a, a super invested interest, but like Florida State's my team. That's always been my team. So, um, but yeah, listen, serious. Um, let, let's get into some NFL talk, bro. Let's let's get into some talk, bro, brothers. But um. I want to start with your game, uh, Sirius, before we get into some Giants misery. Um, Baltimore and, and the Steelers played to uh, a 20-19 final as the, you know, as the Steelers were, you know, about to let it slip away, and I felt like I got handed the game. Um, Baltimore drives down the field, gets the touchdown, elects to go for two, um, instead of um, kicking the field a little bit tight to go into overtime, the logic, uh, according to John Harbaugh, uh, was that they <laughs> they were running out of corners, and, and rightfully so, because like we said, Humphreys is, is done for the year. Uh, they didn't think they could um, take – they could run the risk of going into overtime against the Steelers. So, serious, um, I haven't gotten a chance to listen to the finger food. I know you haven't posted yet, but I'd love to get your feedback on this game. Even though um, I think Baltimore handed this game away, Steelers did what they had to do at home, and, you know, it's a good matchup for them and, and got the win. What do you think What do you think about the game? You know, the game kind of unfolded the way I thought it would. You know, when, when these two teams match up, you know, throw the records out the window, throw whomever's injured, whoever's on the field out the window. This is a knock-em-down, drag-out fight, if you will. You know, I, I may be biased, but in my opinion, there is no greater rivalry in, in football, whether you look at college or professional, that is more bloody and better than Baltimore-Pittsburgh. Um, so with that being said, this game uh, played out exactly how I thought it would. All, like, the last seven to eight games have been decided by a, 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 a score or less. Um, and so when it, when, it, when it came down to this ball game, nobody was really to gain, able to gain any traction. You know, Lamar Jackson was once again anemic. Um, over the past eight times, uh, over the past few times he's played Pittsburgh, he hasn't played very, very well. He's been sacked a total of 15 times, doesn't have a touchdown throw or touchdown pass really outside of the last little bit. Um, Excuse me. And he ejected Ben Roethlisberger. So this game really unfolded exactly how I thought. I didn't think we'd be able to run the football. Um, I didn't think we would get too much traction or sledding, and it came down to a couple plays. Um, To say that this game was headed to Pittsburgh, it's a little bit disrespectful when you look at the totality of, of what took place in that ball game. I actually understand now that I'm looking back on it where Harbaugh was coming from. Now, you know, normal reasoning would be to kick the damn field goal, go into overtime and let the chips fall where they may. Um, I mean, you do have Lamar Jackson, and, and he is a problem. Um, so it, it's something that I, 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 I get, you know, but also when you don't have the corners and – 
we scored 17 unanswered points, if you will, in that fourth quarter to, 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 to take the lead there, you know, mm-hmm. and then you lose another cornerback. I, I get it, but it is what it is. I mean, we see this team in a couple of weeks in their place. Um, and, again, I, I expect another knockdown, dragout fight, but this game really did unfold how I thought it would. Um, I'm luckily, I, I'm grateful that we were on the winning side, but I knew it would come down to one score. Um, I knew this would be a defensive game, if you will. Um, and I'm just thankful we won the ball game. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it, it was, it was, a, it's, a, it's a tricky win. It's a tricky win for them. It's like I said, it's a good matchup for them, um, just because the 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 Ravens just don't cover very well and they're a cover cover zero team consistently and that's basically how the the Steelers are going to play they can't you know they have to you know beat man to man they can't do much of anything else you pay two cover cover two against them they they you can't really do much against them so um but it, it's a good matchup for them um Anthony what do you, what do you think about the game I don't know if you caught any of the game um, yeah, but the, the Steelers and the Ravens, what did you think about the game? Well, I, you know, I'm a little worried about Lamar Jackson. I think he's, mm-hmm. he's a great talent. He's, he's very physically gifted, but he's got some demons to slay and some things to prove. I mean, obviously, you know, he's struggled in the playoffs. We've seen that now a couple of years in a row. And, you know, he's struggling a bit this year to find that consistency. But I also, I, I marvel at Mike Tomlin and Ben Roethlisberger for how they've been able to keep this thing together with duct tape and super glue, <laughs> despite the fact that, mm. uh, you know, they're not nearly as talented of a team as they were years ago. Uh, ben Roethlisberger isn't getting any younger. Um, and there's, you know, I mean, who can you name on the Steelers team? Really? Who's a big name aside from Roethlisberger, aside from maybe Chase Claypool, and, you know, Aaron, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, you're, you're a little closer to this than we are, but I mean, who can you name? Uh, that that's a big name. That that's that's an impactful player on paper. You know, you you. I was watching that game, and granted, the Steelers aren't on every week in our market, but you know, just watching the game, it's like, I don't know who most of these guys are. <laughs> you know, where's Chase Claypool? I know him. <laughs> He's gone. Um, so what they've what they've done. I mean, and and granted, you know, they're they're no powerhouse, right? They're still on the outside looking in, but just the very fact that they're staying alive here, beating a, a team that you know, was favored to win. Baltimore was favored to win. And they're doing it with not much. Kind of shows you, you know, the toughness that Ben Roethlisberger has. I think he still has a little bit more left in the tank than people have given him credit for. And I think it just goes to underscore the fact that, you know, don't underestimate him. This guy's a winner. You know, he's won two Super Bowls. Um, He's one of the greatest to ever play the game. And uh, he's tough. (laughs) He may, he'll go out there and, and give you everything he's got on one leg. And, and Mike Tomlin just gets the best and most out of these players. You know, there was questions around their offensive line earlier in the season. They seem to have figured that out, unlike uh, our team in blue. Um, and so that's just a <laughs> testament of a great coach who's com- got the respect of his players, who gets his players ready to play, and a, a championship-caliber tough quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger, who, even though he's not – anywhere near as physically gifted as he once was um, still is a very tough competitor. And watching that game, it stood out to me how much it meant to Roethlisberger. I mean, he wanted to go out there on Sunday and play as near perfect of a game as he possibly could. It meant a lot to him to beat Baltimore, to keep the season alive, 
And he, I think he really willed them to that win in a lot of ways, especially being down in the fourth quarter like they were. So just a really impressive, gritty, gutsy, and I think such a Steelers win, you know. There's nothing pretty. They had just gotten blasted by Cincinnati the week before that. But they're the Steelers. You know, they, they never win pretty. They, it's always ugly. It's always tough. It's always helmet to helmet. But that's just who they are. That's their identity. It always has been throughout their history. And, um, you know, they're staying true to that. And that's how they're sort of staying alive and staying in the conversation here, despite not being nearly as talented as the teams that are in front of them. So I think it's just a great story and something to watch going forward. I think so too. Um, Serious. Do you think it was the fact that they were playing their bitter rival that that it finally clicked this week? Or what do you think? I mean, like, I know they had, from what I read, they had a hard week of practice, um, you know, Mm -hmm. no music, (laughs) mind you, right? They they were on pads. You know, you want music? All right, here you go. Make some music with these pads, right? (laughs) You know, you're the beatbox, right? (laughs) And, um, you know, they got their bitter rival coming into town, so – um, it, it, you have to get up for that game. Do you think it was a little bit of that, or do you think the Steelers might have found something uh, over this game? You know what? I think it's a combination of both. Um, and and he, 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 here's what I'm going to say about it without giving too much away from the finger foods that I'm about to drop in a little bit. Um, for, for me, it, 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 was a, it was a combo. So, no, like I said, nobody gets up for a game like Pittsburgh-Baltimore. So that that helped. Second of all, Mike Tomlin cussed their ass out. Like, there there was no ifs, ands, or buts. Like, for us to go into Cincinnati and lay that big of a dud, um, I I, I knew we would come back motivated. I knew we would come back um, with a chip on our shoulder. But thirdly and most importantly, tomorrow is not a very good team. Okay, they have benefited a lot from just Lamar Jackson being heroic. But if you look at how the Baltimore Ravens have been playing over the course of the last calendar month, they've averaged close to 18 points a game. Uh, Lamar Jackson is throwing YOLO balls like you would not believe. The week before, he got picked off four times by by, uh, Cleveland, and they managed to win the ball game. Defensively, even without Marlon Humphrey going down, they are dead last in pass efficiency. So teams are throwing the ball all over the yard against the Baltimore Ravens, and they have not yet figured out how to defend cover zero on, on offense or not give up the big class and cover zero on defense. So the totality of what took place on Sunday in the stadium is a culmination of everything. Um, and I think it's going to be a very, very, very interesting thing to look at going forward as the Baltimore Ravens got Green Bay coming up. They got to play Cincinnati again. Um, they play us again. Um, and they have some teams coming down the pike that they really have to uh, uh, deal with. Um, they could very well fall, fall out of first place in AFC North. And quite frankly, they could very well miss the playoffs if they don't get this put together, their offensive line isn't the best in the world. And, again, losing Marlon Humphrey, who is literally their captain on defense, is going to be something that they're going to have to deal with because, again, teams are just going to open up 
and throw bombs over Baghdad, and these, these, these offenses understand that and they look at tape as well. If you blitz Lamar Jackson, he is not good at handling the blitz. If you, if you get to him, he has shown to throw YOLO balls, and all you got to do is be in position to, to make those plays. Um, offensively, stop the run, period, end of discussion. If you stop the run, you beat Baltimore. And, again, this is a copycat lead. So I think they are more in trouble than people let on. Um, I have a friend of mine who I talk, uh, talk trash to, and he's a Baltimore Raven fan, and he's telling me, we, we're ahead of the division, though. We're, we're ahead of you guys, though. That's all well and good, but the blueprint is out, and you can't sit there and look at me and tell me Lamar Jackson is, is, is that dude. Like, he, he's hella athletic, and he's going to make plays, but he's going to make bad plays on the same token that he makes good plays. And the two are not outweighing each other, especially when he plays upper echelon teams and when he plays teams that can capitalize on his mistakes, i.e. Pittsburgh, i.e. Green Bay, i.e. Cincinnati, who he has all coming down the pike. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. And, you know, I totally agree with you. But, um, you know, let's see him do it again. You know, they got um, – who do they play next week, Sirius? Um, they got, I got to look at their schedule. They got Cleveland. Yeah, the Browns. So, yeah, I was looking at the Ravens' uh, schedule. My fault. Um, yeah, so I mean, not an easy game, but you know, who knows what you're going to get with the Browns? So, um, they got to do it again. Um, you know, we're at the halfway point. Uh, NFL free for all uh, week week thirteen wrap up. Call in number nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Okay, Anthony, let's get to it. <laughs> Must we? I'm sick of Joe Judge. I'm sick of Joe Judge, too, Anthony. I'm, I got my Giants hats in front of me right here. I got my number one Giants fan license plate. I'm looking at the immortal Lawrence Taylor uh, picture hanging above my computer. And I'm sitting here listening to Joe Judge say, oh, we did a lot of good things. People were playing well. Um, you, you know, I'm pleased with all the things. We, well, uh, what? 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 This offense is horrific. We can't block. We can't even stop on runny nose. I, it's 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 ridiculous. Um, Saquon Barkley. I would like to apologize to Saquon Barkley on behalf of Giants fans, players, everyone, because we are wasting him. And every every time I'm in Giants groups and I'm hearing people, what you know? Listen, yeah, you probably don't draft a running back number two. But it ain't his fault that his offensive line doesn't give him holes. You put him on the Titans with the Titans offensive line, or you put him with any line, like you put him in San Francisco, I bet you that team is unbeatable, okay? It's a joke. They can't block. They only got one good lineman. Matt Glennon is who he is, an interception away from making you want to jump off the top of your roof. Um, You know, he, he played well early, faded late. Um, late, probably in the second quarter, he started to fade. Um, you know, they, they just have nothing. They, you know, the defense did all they could to hang in there, but at the end of the day, it was a 10 6 game series. It was a 10 6 game. Fourth and two, you need to desperately make something happen, the ball away. What happens? You let the ball go into the end zone, you lose the field position, they drive right down the field, get a touchdown, bing, bang, boom. 
game over, drive home safe. It's a joke. Like, you, you, I, 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 this guy can't manage a game. I'm watching every other offensive play run down to the playoff. I see Matt Glennon clapping, trying to get the playoff, trying to get the playoff rule. Two seconds, one second, zero seconds. I think the referees mercifully didn't call a, 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 a delay a game because they felt so bad for this offense. Like, it was ridiculous. Like, the, the management of Joe Judge and his staff is a joke. He, I, I, it, the, the fairy tale, the honeymoon, like, like Anthony said, is over the press conference. It, it's long in the past, the opening press conference from this guy a year ago. Right now, all I see is a guy that's delusional. You're, you're trying, I don't know who you're trying to – you're trying to save your job by being a player's coach. Get lost. This team is a joke. They can't do anything right. Anthony, please save me. I, I'm tired of talking about this team. <laughs> Whew. I mean, you, you, I mean, I wasn't not enjoying it, but I was enjoying it. I mean, I was great. I mean, but yeah. <sighs> okay. So where do you start here? I mean, so let, let's start with Saquon. I want to address Saquon for a second because you brought him up. Yeah, good. I agree. I would say I agree with, with you about 70% on Saquon. He has no help around him. There are no mm-hmm. lanes for him to run in. As soon as he gets the ball, he's hit. I mean, there's no space. There's no room for him to go. And so, and I understand mm-hmm. that. And, and this guy coming off some very major injuries. There's no question that's all still in his head. But there are times, and, and it is easy to blame the offensive line, and, and I agree. The offensive line is the major problem. I had said after Garrett was fired, it's not going to matter that Freddie Kitchens is now calling the plays. It's not going to matter when you don't have right. an offensive line that can't open holes for you, that can't protect the quarterback. Daniel Jones is a quarterback who needs the offensive line to give him a pocket, to give him time so that he can operate. If he's not getting that, then he's not going to be the franchise quarterback that you're wanting him to be. But let's leave Daniel Jones out of this for a second. Mm. Saquon, Boomer Esiason made a great point. I don't know if you listened to Boomer and Gio in the morning, but I, I hate agree Boomer. with him more. <laughs> I don't usually listen either, but he, he he made a point this week that I'm I'm glad somebody finally made because I've been observing this for a while. Quan okay. to me seems like he's afraid to get hit. I need to see more dirty runs from him. I need to see him. Yeah, I, even I, when agree not much I agree with that. I agree with that. Even if it's only a one yard gain is all he can get. Try to make it two. Try to make it three. Try to do something. I know your offensive line isn't doing you any favors. And I get that. But he, to me, as soon as he hits, he goes down. And he makes every effort he can to try to avoid those hits. And I just want somebody to say to Saquon, Saquon, this is the NFL. No one's going to give you a damn thing. Run straight ahead. You know, I've seen it in person. I've been to Giants games, and I've seen it with him. And, of course, watching on TV, we see it every week. The guy does not run straight ahead. You you look at Ezekiel Elliott, he just goes right into the hole. And I know it's easy for him. He's got big lanes that he can run through. But Saquon just needs to have the mentality that stop dancing, start running, and run straight, and see if you can make something out of nothing. I know there's not much there, but try to do what you can with what little you got. Because you're not doing any favors running backwards, running sideways. Go ahead, go ahead, Sarah. I definitely want to get your opinion. I want to ask you guys this question about Saquon since, since you guys are here. Do you honestly okay. think that his injuries and what he's been through medically is in his head and is causing him to run no timid or be afraid to take a hit? 
No question. Absolutely. He could say all the, all he wants that it's not in his head. I don't believe him. It's absolutely in his head. And I don't know. Why. I I totally agree. I I agree with you, Anthony. I think it it has to be because those are some. You know, the ankle injury, not so much, but that knee injury, it's tough to come back from. You, you need another year to recover from an ACL injury. You know, that first year back, you're – like, when I tore my knee and it wasn't nearly as bad as his, I didn't I, – I was in the – I was in a brace for a year playing baseball, and then I was playing a little bit of football, not trusting the, what the doctors were telling me, that your knee is is as strong as the other one, if not stronger. But I couldn't trust it because it didn't feel right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So he needs another year. But I got I want to ask you guys this, and then we can kind of I'll let you finish on your soapbox, Anthony. <laughs> it's like asking Barry Sanders to run like Emmett Smith. Barry Sanders was a home run hitter or nothing. That's kind of that's kind of Saquon's style. He's going to make all the moves to try to hit a home run every play. You're asking him to do something that he's not. You wouldn't ask Barry Sanders to put his head down and give you a dirty three, four yards. That's not who he was. Like, in serious, correct me if I'm wrong, because you watched him at Penn State. Is that the type yeah. of runner he is? So, at Penn State, he was more along the lines of, of what you guys have won. I'm like, he swung for the fences a lot because the, the, the style in Penn State was, again, you saw this Reggie Bush. He was just the baddest athlete on the planet, so he can outrun right. a lot of defenders and, 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 and a lot of guys. So if, if the hole wasn't wasn't there where it was called, he would just break it to the outside and just outrun defenders. Um, but I saw a lot of dirty runs and a lot of ugly runs out of him from Penn State, too. I think, honestly, okay. injury is playing a, a tremendous factor in him not wanting to get hit. And, again, I understand that, but – you can't run scared um, because when you run scared, that's when you get hit. I mean, that, that, that's when you get hurt because you're not, you know, putting your all into it or whatever the case may be. You, you, you're trying to protect an injury, and as you're protecting yeah. an injury, something else gets hurt um, well, because well, you're overcompensating to protect what you hurt. Barry, you mentioned you tore your ACL. No, I tore the MCL completely. Better for an injury like that because he's big on wanting to change direction, pivot, you know, mm-hmm. slide. Is that worse when you're coming off an injury like it? And is it better, to put it differently, is it better to just run straight ahead when you're trying to recover from an injury like that? Because I would think when you're trying to change direction, pivot off that knee, I would think that kind of movement could exacerbate the injury more than just running straight ahead. And, and getting hit on the knee. But I'd love to hear your thoughts on that since you've been through knee I kind of agree with you. Yeah, I, I agree with you, I think. But that's not his style. Like like Sirius yeah. said, like he's been running like that his whole life, like Barry Sanders. He's not Emmett Smith. He's not a downhill runner. I think that's what they would like in New York, you know what I mean, because – but you're also running into the back of offensive linemen that can't – they can't even get any kind of push. When when the ball snaps, they're stood straight up, and they can't even get a two-yard push down the field, right? So um, it, it's totally different. And then it's easy to run that. You know, it's easy to tackle him in that, that because there's no holes for him, the linebackers, to have to, to account for. You just swallow him up. You just collapse around him, and you just – that's it. So, I mean – 
listen, it, it, I think it's I think you need to you need to build a team around your star. That's not his style. You need to get a zone blocking scheme, zone blocking offense that that caters to him. I I, I don't know what else to say. And it's funny, you know, they all throughout the summer they didn't want to rush him back. They didn't want to rush him. They didn't want to commit to him. You know, they, every, every day was incremental, which I felt was the right approach at the time. You know, they didn't want to commit to anything about him, but the signs were good. They were encouraging. All signs pointed to him playing in week one. He had a really good recovery. He, he was saying all the right things. He felt good. The coaches were impressed with what they saw. It's amazing to me. You know, it's kind of like how they worked so much in the summertime on red zone offense. They're the worst red zone touchdown scoring team in the NFL. <laughs> they poured all that time and energy into it <laughs> during training camp, and no one does it worse. You know, it's kind of like how Joe Judge always says we're going to be smart and tough and fundamentally sound, and they're the complete opposite of all of that. They're everything, they're everything he doesn't want them to be, which we'll get into Joe Judge separately. But it's like they were so high on Saquon. They felt that he was ready, and he felt he was ready. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's sad. The – you know, it, it, the the result. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I think that Saquon. Okay, I think he's about sixty percent ready and sixty percent favoring the me. And here and here's why I say that. Because mm. I, I, I played running back. Okay, and it's very easy to 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 maneuver and run when you when you you know are able to to see the hole, hit the hole. And you don't have to worry about getting smacked in the head the moment you touch the football. I think the fact that your offensive line is so bad, I, I, I think it's playing a little bit into the psyche of Saquon because he knows as soon as the 21 dive is called, they ain't no holes. You know what I'm saying? So it's very easy. And it's very easy for them to be like, okay, you know what, F this. I'm going to go ahead and get what I can and fall down or try to break it to the outside. What I can say be so I think I think his knee and his injury plays a factor in that, but there are no holes being open to what you guys said earlier, and so you know for 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 a dirty run or something like that to happen, Saquon is like yo why, why would I put myself through this when I know as soon as I touch the ball I'm smacked in the head. And let's also not forget too, you know this is not the offensive line we expected to go into the year with. We were expecting to have hmm. Shane Lemieux, Nick Gates, Matt Pert, along with an improving Andrew Thomas and hopefully an improving Will Hernandez, all as the anchors on oh, that he's line. Garbage. Well, I'm he's done, garbage. I'm done with Will Hernandez. By, I'm done with him. But by week, but by week two, we were without Gates. I think Lemieux played one or one game, maybe two games. I can't remember. Pert yeah, rotting well, on think. the bench. You know, so this offensive line has been put together with duct tape and. We were got, getting guys off the scrap heat out of desperation, guys nobody else in the league wanted. So, you know, I think that plays a part in why the offensive line is so bad. And I'm hoping that the Giants don't use that as a crutch to justify bringing anybody back and say, well, you know, this isn't really the O-line Gettleman put together. He really put it together with Lemieux, Pert, and Gates, and two of those three guys got hurt. So we've got to give Gettleman a break here. I hope that that's not a school of thought inside that organization. No, Gettleman's gone. Gettleman's gone at the end of the year. I, I give Joe Judge one one year to with a better team to figure it out. 
But I, I, I'm, a, I'm in the like kind of to the earlier point. The the Bill Belichick tree outside of maybe Saban and Verb, Ver, Mike Verbal is like, and Flor, you know what Flores? I think, yeah, I think Flores is is going to be a good one. He was ten wins last year. I think he's turning it around near this year, five straight wins. But other than that, I think his tree is garbage, and I, I think you know. He's Joe Judge might be one of the rotting fruit on that tree, so you know we'll see. I, hold I, on, know, hold on, I, hold on, 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 hold on. I can't sit there and say his tree is garbage, and here's why I'm having a hard time with that whole theology. A lot of people that come from the Belichick tree are thrown in the situation, they're thrown in the organization where they are trying to make chicken salad out of chicken crap. Let's keep it a buck here. You know what I'm saying? Joe Judge, for all, for all his faults, is being thrusted into a situation in New York where Gettleman, again, is about as bad an owner and as bad as a GM as, 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 we, as we see in this league. He's being thrown into a And that's why I've given him where, another chance. Right, but I mean to sit. I mean to sit there and say that the tree is bare and that you know the, 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 the tree is. You know, I, again, I'm not a Joe Judge fan. I'm going to keep it all the way a buck with you. I'm not a Joe Judge fan. I've listened to you and a bunch of Giants fans crucify Joe Judge, and I've been like, yeah, he, the decisions that he makes are of his own. But I, I do think that right. I don't know if you need to give him a year. I don't know, if you, I, I, I don't know what to do with Judge. But you can only play with the hand that you're dealt, and the hand mm-hmm. that, he's been dealing, that he's been getting or ha, has been picked for. You guys are the worst. You guys are the most injured team in the league outside of maybe Washington or, you know, whomever. But you, you guys can't stay healthy. You have yet to play with your full complement of, of weapons all year, whether it's Daniel well, gonna... Jones being hurt or whether it's Saquon being hurt, whether Kenny Galladay's been hurt, Evan Ingram stay hurt. Kadarius Tony's hurt now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys have not played with the full complement of, of, of weapons all year, and this is falling on, you know, Jason Garrett lost his job, and Joe Judge is being crucified now, and Saquon can't run because your offensive line is put together with duct tape and all of Jesus stickers. Like, what, what more do you want this man mm-hmm. to do? Well, and I, right. I, I want to throw this out there about Judge, too, in his defense, and he is getting crucified. I do believe, though, he has had a positive impact on the players we've picked, the players we've drafted, notably in this latest mm-hmm. draft. I think he had a lot to do with bringing Andrew Thomas in here. I think he had a mm-hmm. lot of influence bringing in Aziz Olujari. I think he had a lot mm-hmm. of influence picking Tony. So I actually think that Gettleman has been helped by the fact that Joe Judge is having a say and influence in these personnel decisions. I actually think Joe Judge – there's some potential there in his draft abilities. Now, you say what we want about him as a head coach. He seems to be in way over his head from that standpoint. But I do think that he has made some smart decisions in the draft, and I want to hear your thoughts on that, Barry, if you agree on that. Yeah, yeah. you know what? And I, and I came out a, a month ago and I said, Gettleman, most of his hits and misses are, aren't as bad as his hits. His hits. You, if you're going to give him, you know, crap for uh, all the terrible draft picks like um, Will Hernandez, maybe drafting Daniel Jones too high, you got to give him credit for Aziz. You got to give him credit for like a Tay Crowder in the sixth round. That's a starter. He's leaving the team in tackles. 
you know, you got to give him credit for these guys that he, he's brought in here, right? But at the end of the day, he had one job to do, fix the offensive line. He hasn't done it. Right. And he has, he, he's, right. he's shuffled in so many different combinations. And everyone that he drafted, signed, overpaid for Nate Soldier, he's gotten one oh, yeah. right. That's why you're losing, and that's why he's not going to have a job next year. But I don't even want to talk about him anymore. I don't want to talk about this team anymore. I want to talk about the playoff teams because I'm tired of talking about the Giants. Give me a headache. Give me a job. In the NF- NFC, serious, because we kind of talked about um, Fitzpatrick is having the season-ending surgery, you know, um, to, for his arthritic hip or whatever, or, or, or no, arthroscopic surgery on his hip. Um, Washington right now, 6-6. Six and six, is uh, the sixth seed in the playoffs, have the tiebreaker over San Francisco, what have you. Serious, Tyler Heineke, or Heineke, however you want to say it, and the Washington football team, are they, are they going to make the playoffs? You know what? I, I, I think they might, to be painfully honest with you. Um, they have found a resurgence, you know, since their bye week there, committing to the run. They are winning ugly as well. Their wins are not pretty. They are just finding mm-hmm. ways to, to get wins. And the last part of their schedule is nothing but divisional opponents. You know, they got the New right. York uh, – no, they got the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys this upcoming Sunday. Then they got the mm-hmm. Philadelphia Eagles. Then they got, I think, you guys or, I mean, or, or the Cowboys again. I forget how the schedule lays out. But and yeah, Cowboys, Eagles, games. Cowboys, Eagles, Giants. So they yeah, flip flop. So Cowboys, the, Eagles, Cowboys, yeah. Eagles, and Giants. Yeah. So these divisional games are right there in front of them. Now, um, I, I do think they are the better team than the New York Football Giants right now, based off of how they play. They already got the head to head against you guys earlier in the year. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles, it, it's a crapshoot, you know, which which Jalen Hurts is going to show up, which team is going to show up. Um, and the Dallas Cowboys right now are playing like a shell of themselves. You know, their defense is decent, but we don't know what's coming out of Dak Prescott right now. And another guy who may be favoring an injury, um, not trying to get himself hurt. You know, I, I'm going to learn a lot about that game, um, watching it this, 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 uh, this upcoming Sunday. Um, but – I think the Washington football teams may find themselves in the playoffs. Uh, they hold a lot of tiebreakers versus some head-to-head opponents that they face. Um, so it's going to be interesting, but I, th- I think they may back themselves into the playoffs, which I wouldn't be saying that, you know, a, a month ago. Yeah, I mean, they rolled off four straight. Um, to your point, all division games, I think they can take one, uh, one from the Cowboys. Um, they can definitely beat the Eagles, and, you know, the Giants can be had. Uh, hopefully, they, it's on my birthday. Please don't ruin my birthday, Giants. Please don't ruin <laughs> my birthday. Um, Anthony, Washington football team, do you think they can make it in? I, I, I agree with everything you guys are saying. I mean, let's look at the pass, okay? Let's say they do take a game from the Cowboys. I agree. They won't take them both, but I think they're more than able to take one. They take one from mm-hmm. the Eagles, beat the Giants. They got six wins now. That gives that brings them to nine. Um, you know, it may not be enough for the division, depending on what Dallas does, but it certainly puts mm-hmm. them right smack dab in the wild card conversation. So, yeah, I, I, if they can get three wins here out of these last five, which I think is very doable, you know, they don't even have to sweep anybody. They just have to beat Dallas once, beat Philly once, and and beat the Giants. Then you know that's nine wins. 
And, you know, Ron Rivera reminds me a little bit of Mike Tomlin. You know, he just kind of finds a way. His teams find a way, and he gets 120% out of everybody. And defense, which is Ron Rivera's calling, running the ball, Washington does that really well also. I mean, those two things, when you can do those two things in December, January, that serves you really well when you can do those things. I still don't think Taylor Heineke is anything special, but he's filling in admirably. You know, he's certainly better than a lot of other quarterbacks around the league. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he he gives you enough most weeks to to not sink you, right? So if he can stay away from the mistake, they can continue to run the ball with McKissick. Um, and I forgot the other guy. They got good defense. Antonio uh, Gibson. Gibson. Antonio Gibson. Gibson. Thank you. Yep. Um, so they got a nice little two-headed monster there at running back. Um, Ron Rivera, they just, they just play old-school football. It's mm-hmm. a hat on a hat, as Tom Coughlin used to say. And they just find ways, you know, like the Raiders game. They just found a way. They were getting outplayed. They were losing late and just found a way. You know, so it's not pretty, but they, they get the job done. And so I think it's definitely doable. Definitely doable for them. Yeah, I mean, I the 49ers are 6-6. Six six. Yeah, I like <laughs> Exactly. Uh, I don't like Philly's chances. They they have a quarterback controversy. Uh, CEV Sports is definitely ha- – they had their show today. And, you know, their fascination with backup quarterbacks in Philadelphia is, is, is insane. But the 49ers <laughs> okay, are 6-6. Okay, six. Hold, they hold, got hold, a, they hold, got hold up, 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 hold up. Oh, are they really talking about a quarterback controversy with Gardner Minshew and Jalen Hurts in Philly right now? Because they in, they're and, in and, love and, with they're in love with backup quarterbacks. Nick Foles. Um, oh my! You know, uh, you know, it's it, all you need is one game from a backup quarterback. Jalen Hurts over um, Carson Wentz. You know, Nick Foles over Carson Wentz. I mean, the list goes on and on in Philadelphia, the fascination with backup quarterbacks. Like, and and honestly, I would start Minshew over Hurts. I would. I haven't seen anything from Hurts to make me say that he can lead me to the playoffs. That, I, yeah, it's, I'm, you know, it, it's okay, all, all, I don't right, know. Right, I, the right. offense looks like it's a new thing with him. There is no way in God's green earth that Gardner Minshew gives this team a better shot at competing and winning than Jalen Hurts. Let's not, let's not fall for fool's gold here. And, again, if I was on that of show course. with CEB, I, 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 I would tell them the same thing. Let's not fall for fool's gold. Gardner Minshew played well versus the New York Jets, okay? And if you turn on the tape, for as much as SportsCenter highlights as he got it, as much as we saw him fist bumping his dad and chest bumping everybody and, you know, whatever case they be, there were several, several throws and several, several reads that were missed. This is the same guy who, has a, who, who, who got benched in Jacksonville. The same damn guy. Please don't tell me we are sitting here on this network trying to pump up Gardner <laughs> Minshew as a legitimate yes. option. I will yes. vote, I will because vote we hate right the Eagles. And have, we okay, hate the Eagles. I will Eagles. vote the TV right now and have your license revoked. Yes. I, I want the guys? Eagles to put Minshew. I want Minshew for president because I want the Eagles to fail. It is like reverse psychology. Reverse psychology. Okay, Minshew you. for I president. But seriously, seriously, the 49ers play the Bengals, they play the Falcons, they play the Titans. 
in in Tennessee, they got the Texans and they got the Rams. Not an easy task. They could be six and eight. Uh, they could be nine and eight too. Um, we don't. The yeah. Vikings, they they don't know how to do what they do well, which is run the football. Um, I feel like sometimes they get too. They rely on Kirk Cousins too much. Football team. They're they're got a legitimate shot. I expect them to make the playoffs at this point, as well as they're playing Heineke. Is he's not the sexy name, but he's the right guy to run that team right now, and and I think he deserves a shot to be the full time starter. In the AFC, I got to ask you real quick because we don't, we're running up on time. Will the Bills make the playoffs serious? Um, I don't know. I honestly don't know, and here's why. The, the, the Buffalo Bills uh, play Tampa Bay this week. Okay? Right. I don't, see, I, I don't see a pass of them beating Tampa Bay. Um, I don't see a pass for the Bills playing uh, good football down the street because they, they, they're allergic to running the football. They don't have anybody that can run the football. And their defense yeah, they do. right the now – well, yeah, because the best recipe. running back is the quarterback. <laughs> then that's a good recipe. Just ask Baltimore how that works out. But yeah. um, I, 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 I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't want to be too hot takey, but it wouldn't shock me that in two or three weeks from now, Buffalo Bills are in, on that in the hunt category because they they, they done dropped some, right. dropped some games. Um, and, you know, their defense is not what it was. They just lost to various whites a week or two ago, um, mm-hmm. and they're not able to generate pressure. Um, and, again, they lost to the New England Patriots yesterday with Matt Jones throwing the ball three times. Three times. I, I, come on, Matt. I, 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 <laughs> I mean, they play the Panthers, the Falcons, and the Jets. So that's three wins right there. That's ten wins. They should have. That should get them into the playoffs. But it ain't going to be easy sledding. Anthony, the Bills want to make the playoffs? You know, it, I, I'm worried about them. They're, they look very exposed right now against really good teams, teams that hit hard. They don't seem to be able to match that physicality outside of Josh Allen. And I love watching Josh Allen play. But with the way this guy plays, the way he sacrifices his body on these runs, this guy's not going to make it to year five at this point. He is getting <laughs> beaten like a drum. I mean, and, and he's doing it all himself, it seems. Um, and, you know, Stefan Diggs, obviously a good receiver too. But, you know, I, I worry that they don't quite have enough. The defense is not what it was. Um, they beat up on bad teams. They've got no problem running up the scoreboard against them. But when they get into December, January, I don't know if they match up well against the Titans, who they've lost to this year. I don't know if they match up well against the Patriots who they've lost to once already, you know, so I don't know that, that's, that's, that they seem like a bit of a paper tiger to me. And I don't know if Josh Allen has enough help. It's going to be, tight. I don't think, yeah, I, I, I think the bills will make it. I don't think the Ravens are going to hang in there. I just don't think their point differential is two points per game. It's not going to, that's not enough. They, they easily should be, they could easily be four and eight instead of eight and four. Um, not winning that game against the Steelers is going to come back to bite them. The Chiefs quietly are playing much better defense. Give Spags, former defensive coordinator for the Giants, a lot of credit. They're just coming after them. 
and and they're playing a lot better defense on that. It's not an elite defense. It's not a defense. Maybe it's a defense that can win a championship, but it's better than what they've done in the earlier this season. And um, but Patrick Mahomes has just got to take what the defense gives him. He's just got to he's got to commit to it. He can't do it every once in a while. It's like the first fifteen plays are great, and then after that, it's like off kilter. Like he, I I don't know what's going on there. But the Patriots, I. I don't want to face Bill Belichick in the playoffs. If I'm any team in this, I don't want to face him in the playoffs. Um, He's just a master. And he doesn't – I feel like Tom Brady gets more credit than him because it's Tom Brady and we've never seen a quarterback win that many championships. But like I said earlier in the show, pay homage to the man. (laughs) Give Bill Belichick his flowers. That guy deserves a lot of credit. He won Super Bowls before Tom Brady. He's a hell of a coach. And he just knows how to take away what you do well. And he's just going to – and he, he – to serious point, they threw the ball three times. Why? Because he knows he can win the game throwing the ball three times. <laughs> That's just who – and he's, he can do it. And, and he can do it ugly. He can do it any way you, you really want him to. So um, if, if there's anybody the who can get these wins good. out of this Giants roster, it's Bill Belichick. <laughs> mm. Yeah, absolutely. The Belichick way works in New England. It'll work uh, many other places. Anthony, thank you so much for calling in, man. Love doing the show with you. We got to get you back on here uh, really soon. Give us a close out as we're in overtime, but, you know, we had to do it. Absolutely, guys. Hang in there. Keep it real. Keep enjoying these games. It's a great time of year. Um, thanks for having me again, and look forward to more of these conversations. The plot's going to thicken here. Games get bigger. The weather gets colder. We're going to have so much more to talk about, and I can't wait to break it all down with y'all. So thank you, Villain. Thank you, Aaron. Absolutely. Serious. Thank you for, um, you know, coming in. Um, I, I, you know, listen, I had to lock you out a little bit. You know, I had to teach you a lesson not to mess with the villain. But, uh, no, nah, I'm, I'm glad to have you here. Um, serious. Give me, give me a close as we get out of here. You know, man, I wanted to say one thing before I jump out of here, man. There's a right way and a wrong way to handle things. And um, what I saw and what I heard yesterday from Dougie McDermott um, about what took place um, on the field yesterday was 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 interesting. You sound like a, a dude that just got beat up. Um, and still wanted to talk trash. You know, Kevin Hart said, that's my line. Will winners say that? For him to sit there and say he wasn't impressed to try to throw shade at Joe Belichick when he literally just ran the ball down your throat and dared you to stop it and you and you couldn't was, was hilarious. I don't know if you guys saw it or heard it. If you haven't, go back and listen to it. He pretty much just said that Bill Belichick ain't, ain't, ain't crap. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so it is what it is, man. You guys see them again at at, at, at their place. I, I wonder what type of bulletin board material is going to be up on that week. Keep in mind, this team may be the very team that knocks you out of the playoffs. But that being said, man, it's your boy, Sirius, man. It's a pleasure to be here. Lord willing, I catch you with you guys on the next one. Um, with that being said, Barry, get them out of here, homie. Yeah, absolutely, man. Listen, like I said earlier in the show, um, prayers up for, for TP Timeless uh, dealing with uh, Deck and the family. So uh, our our thoughts and prayers are with him. But 
Um, as we get out of here, listen, um, get to the website, sportsleadingchefs.com, the blog, the interviews, um, the YouTube channel, Finger Foods. Uh, I haven't done one yet because I just, you know, I just, it's, I could sit here and talk for an hour on how bad the Giants are right now. But um, Sirius <laughs> is working on his. Uh, so the Finger Foods will be up soon. The lunch break, uh, food, food platter, all that good stuff. Um, like, like TP would say, tell a friend to tell a friend it's the chefs again. And if you don't know, now you know. Sports City, Chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend, it's the Sports City Chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Sports City, Sports City, Chefs, Chefs, Sports City, Sports City, Chefs.